0: Books. On. Books
1: on the brain. (laughs) Welcome back to Books on the Brain, a podcast of books and nonsense. I'm Carly.
0: I'm Deirdre. And I'm Danielle. Hello, friends. Hello, hello. Hello.
2: How is everybody doing today? I'm
0: still alive, but I'm barely breathing. That's how I feel oh yeah (laughs) that's how i feel yeah Yeah. i know like we i feel like everyone is in the thick of like even if it's even if you're not in school i just feel like there's something about the transition from like winter to spring that is just like chaotic
1: yeah yes i would best describe how i'm feeling as though someone stuffed me in a dryer and hit start and I just tumbled around for a few hours. <laughs> yeah. That's that's how I feel.
2: My brain feels so full, mm-hmm. like it's about to come out of my skull. Yeah. That and and so it I have this like really weird like feel this is gonna sound so strange. I have this <laughs> like really weird feeling with my body right now because my head just like It feels like my brain is trying to escape because there is so much information I've been like slamming into it for these papers that I'm writing. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, And I just like feel off. I'm like, I don't like this. I'm overwhelmed. (laughs) I agree. I feel like a lot of people have been feeling very off lately.
0: It is just like, it's this weird transitionary period where we we came up to the one year of the COVID anniversary, right? And I feel like so much Mm -hmm. of... Like, there's just so much, like, residual energy and, like, feeling and vibes around that and having a full year yeah. um, of the things that we had to go through for the past year and still having to, even though vaccinations are becoming available for people. It's just, like, yeah. weird vibes, man. Like, um, yes. I feel like people are going stir-crazy. And, like, even for myself, I feel like I've been going stir-crazy for a while. But, like... Mm-hmm. Last night and I sent the girls (laughs) like uh, a a voice memo, but like I'm sitting like editing something for school. So I have my 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 sliding door open and I just hear screaming. So I like "Mm, that's kind of weird. I like don't live in a bad part of my city. So I like peek my head out and there's this like truck of men driving like 30 kilometers an hour. So like moderately fast. But there's two men sitting on the hood of the truck. Like they're not even sitting in the cab of the truck, they're not sitting on top of the truck. They're sitting on the hood in front of the windshield and driving and screaming. And I'm like, it is a Thursday evening. <laughs> it is a Thursday. It's not it's not St. Patrick's Day. There's no reason for you like not that there should be a reason for you to be no, doing yeah. this, but like no. what? It's a Thursday. It's, it's a Thursday. A Thursday. That, like, like it's eleven Thursday. fifteen at night go home <laughs> go home to your mom let her tuck you into bed and never do that again i almost called the police i was like That's how i wish I'm you real, had like, i was like i, I was like i had. literally was like oh, i'm gonna call the police and i'm like i can't be that person i, I should have called the police get <laughs> your binoculars out to get their license <laughs> yeah but i would have to put on my glasses because my eyes are so <laughs>
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: (laughs) Oh, God. And then I would go and apply for my seniors discount at Shocker's Drug Mart. All (laughs) of these secrets. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. So. Goodness gracious.
2: We did want to bring this up on the podcast. Uh, The the week that we are recording this, um, the podcast is actually coming out this following Wednesday.
0: What? And my apologies for the really awkward transition into this, friends. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> <That's>
2: all <awkward. laughs> Um, Yeah, we're, I'm having some, like, serious lag with Danielle. I'm having uh, lag
1: with everyone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so this episode is coming out just a handful of days after we are recording this episode. Normally, our episodes are recorded pretty far in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but this week has been exceptionally um horrible yeah yeah Horistic. I was trying to think of the the right word yeah. um because when this episode goes up last week um the uh six Asian women were shot in Atlanta mm. and I mean I don't know I'm I know I'm not alone but like my heart has just been breaking for days and Mm -hmm. we just kind of we don't want to dwell on it because we know a lot of you come to our podcast as a reprieve from what's going on Um, and Mm -hmm. we do have quite a funny episode lined up for you which were (laughs) actually worked out kind of well weirdly (laughs) Um, but we did Mm -hmm. just want to say that we do not uh, condone or back racism or white supremacy we very much support the Asian-American community, and um, we will put some resources in our link tree and into our bio um, in case anybody wants to donate places or needs mental health resources. We'll make sure that those are available for you in case that you need them.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think in, in situations like this, it's just really important to be an... Uh, be an open ear like just listen to the people who have a say in what is going on and just yeah just be there for them like we know that there's been suppression kind of all across social media and the suppression of marginalized voices specifically asian voices around the attacks that happened um so do what you can to try to get those voices out there and get resources out there for yourself or even just get yourself educated if you don't know what happened um. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, just try to keep keep in the know.
2: Yeah, I don't know if you
0: wanted to read that.
1: Oh yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. From Instagram, Sorry. like <laughs> it's perfect, honestly. So yes, I found this thing on Instagram, and like it also encapsulates what happened in the UK with mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. With Sarah Everard. Sarah Everard, yes, thank you. Um. Yeah, yeah I just this past few weeks has been feeling extremely heavy and i feel like this tweet kind of uh summed it up a little bit mm-hmm. i don't know whether to talk about white supremacy or terrorism or the patriarchy or evangelical sexual repression or utter lack of accountability for white men or the fetishize the fetishize
0: <laughs> or the fetishization
1: of asian women so i'll just say fu-
0: and that really sums it up you know and i yeah. think People, specifically police officers and people in positions of power trying to, um, I don't know, shift the blame on someone having a bad day is disgusting yeah. and really atrocious and just shows you the absolute disregard for specific marginalized groups' lives, in, in not even just in the U.S., but in the world. Yeah,
1: really and I think its up. it's really important to acknowledge that you know with what happened in the uk and what has happened in atlanta Mm -hmm. um asian women like i've you know been seeing lots of videos like they're very scared right now um yeah and they have every right to be and i think it's really important that if you have someone in your life who is a woman and who is asian to listen to them to reach out to them make sure they're okay um and just try and let them know that you're there to listen to them because mm-hmm. it can yeah. be extremely lonely, I think, right now.
2: Yeah. yeah, and some of some of them might not respond or mm-hmm. really want to talk about it right now, but I think even what I've seen a lot of people saying is even just letting your friends know exactly that you are there for them if they need someone to talk to mm-hmm. or that you are thinking of them, um, that is a good way to approach it.
0: Even just acknowledging that you know that there is a problem going on. Because like mm-hmm. that validation yeah. can go way farther than you think for people, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So we just wanted to acknowledge that before we dive into this episode. And um, just kind of let you know that we're not uh, glazing over the yeah. big things that are mm-hmm. happening in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but to lighten things up a little bit, we do have a couple of announcements before we get into this episode uh so next week is our guest episode with amen at amen's books and we are so excited we have recorded it already um and we cannot wait for y'all to hear it uh but did just (laughs) it was so much fun uh, but did just want to let you all know that um, we will be talking about The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue with Eamon. We have posted that on our Instagrams mm-hmm. um, before this episode comes out. But just so you have a week's notice in case you want to read it before mm-hmm. the episode comes out if you haven't yet, um, there will be spoiler warning timestamps and we talk about it in the episode when there's going to be spoilers. But just so you all no, uh we do go pretty in-depth into Addie, uh
1: which was so much fun so mm-hmm. yeah. we can't wait <laughs> it was a lot of fun to have like a guest and like deep dive into a book it yeah felt, it felt really good
0: especially a book we all love yes yes yeah yeah and if you have not read so we- you should absolutely read go
2: read it please go read Addie (laughs) (laughs) and you know if y'all like us uh, deep diving into books with guests that'll probably be something that we do in the future Um, so we do we do hope that you enjoy that conversation and then the second uh, announcement is um, a personal apology from me myself and I that I Uh will never ever 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 do segues ever again (laughs)
1: Why? Why would you say that?
2: <laughs> my segues in the last two episodes were so bad.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> well,
1: I was. So I'm. <laughs>
0: Deirdre, I was expecting a full notes app apology. So yeah. this um, truly feels like you're not putting in the effort to properly apologize. With, well, like, I
1: just I wanted music. I wanted <laughs> <Twilight> music
2: to. <laughs> I wanted to put one out on the podcast, but I was also going to make a notes app one for the instagram story oh my god. that's so, like the least you could do yeah i agree
0: <laughs> who are these women all of a sudden oh my
1: god who knows
0: <laughs> oh it's a so nice
2: uh, But yeah, it just felt like I needed to personally apologize to anybody that had to listen to my absolutely atrocious segues the last two weeks.
1: It was not they were not that bad. No. no. Deirdre,
0: if I were to if I were to describe your segues, like y'all ever seen that uh movie, uh Paul Blart Mall Cop? Yeah. Uh, I love that movie. Deirdre is like, um, Deirdre's like the knockoff version of Paul Paul Blart Mall Cop that they would like, it would be like Mall Cop Blart or something like just a little bit off that they would sell counterfeit.
1: Uh, It's not bad, it's just different.
0: I agree. It's just Mm -hmm. different. And you know what? I bet the reviews on that would be pretty great. And speaking of reviews, today's podcast, we are going to be talking about our five star reads. And going into some of the one-star reviews on our five-star reads. And let me tell you, we all had a hoot. Yeah. Pulling these reviews together. Because some people just let it all hang out on Goodreads some, and Amazon. Some
1: people, like, they just dedicate their time to, like, fitting on some books. Like, I was surprised. Like, usually if I don't like a book, I just don't finish it or, like, I don't even rate it. Yeah. But some people, like, they, they go out of their way to uh really... Really go in depth, like, paragraphs worth of information of why they hated it. They oh, needed. Well, truly.
2: They needed to get things off of their chest.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So who wants to go first? I can go first. Um, okay. So. How this is going to work, we're going to talk about what our five-star read is. Give, like, a, give a little info on it, like, what the good read score of it is and whatnot and then jump into some of the one-star reviews. And I just want to disclaim at the beginning of this, the one-star reviews, even though it's coming from our mouths, those are not our thoughts and feelings on the book. Some of these uh, kind of delve into some weird territory. It's people's opinions, they're entitled to their opinions no matter Mm how uh, absolutely wrong they are in our opinions. Um, (laughs) So just know going in, there's some, some funky stuff, but some of them are very, very funny. Yeah. We just wanted to have a laugh. (laughs) Truly. Um okay. Uh this is obvious okay, so I feel like the my thought behind this episode when I had pitched it was obviously to talk about the host because like what else would I talk about um <laughs> because people really dislike the host and I will say out of all of the books that I chose for today it has the lowest goodreads score and the highest percentage of one-star reviews so the Uh-oh. host obviously by uh miss stephanie meyer it has a 3.84 on Goodreads.
2: <laughs> solidly average yep yeah.
0: And the one-star reviews is 5% of the reviews. That's high. It is high. That is high. It is Mm -hmm. over 50,000
1: one-star reviews. (laughs) Oh, no. I can't blame them. That's the
0: thing. I'm like, I get it. I get it. Um, Okay. So this, here's review number one from Amazon customer. Not like I expected. I will not let my granddaughter read it now.
1: Okay. <laughs> <That's all>
0: I'm, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you shouldn't let your grandmother read this. Mm-hmm. No. Nope. Uh, that one made me laugh so hard. God. Um, okay. <laughs> this is from user and and Kasha. Stephanie Meyer really needs to find another profession for herself. <laughs> <laughs>
2: career advice. Just,
0: like, stop. Please stop. We're begging you. <laughs> and, you know, what? if there's one thing I think Stephanie Meyer maybe needs to hear in her career is just to stop. There's, she's, <laughs> she's, she's done too much. Um, okay. And then the last one is by user Janelle England, who says, <clears throat> I truly think I might kill Steph. No, I truly think it might kill Steph to write a book that did not include, A, a weird age difference between romantic partners. B. Scenes where the male love interest runs around with the female protagonist in their arms. <laughs> C. Love triangles, in this case a love square. <laughs> D. Avoidable plot points where the protagonist must g- be gravely injured in order to save her loved ones. And E. Situations where the protagonist has to kill kiss both of her hot male suitors or someone will die. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? When it's laid out like that, yeah, <laughs> she needs yep. to branch out. She needs to specifically a know. where there's weird age differences between her love partner or romantic partners. Miss Miss Meyer. Miss Meyer, it's enough. Yep. Go, We've had enough. Go to your room. Think about what you've done. <laughs> uh, okay, those those are my.
2: Three That's your first host. round. Yeah.
0: Uh, so the first book
2: that I chose had to be a V.E. Schwab book, mm. obviously. Uh, so I decided to do Darker Shade of Magic because it's been out for a couple of years. Uh, it's the book that I recommend probably the most on TikTok. Uh And it's just, it's very near and dear to my heart. And I teeter back and forth between whether it's a 4.5 or a five-star read for me because I think part of the reason why it's a five-star read for me is that it was the first adult fantasy book that I read where I knew I was reading an adult fantasy book as an adult and was just so swept into this world. I have, I read the first book 3 years ago and I literally have not stopped thinking about it since I finished it 3 years ago mm-hmm. and I only did my first reread of it in October of 2020 which I think just says a lot about how much that book impacted me as a reader. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where I'm coming from mm-hmm. in in the world of darker shade. Um the overall like average rating is four point zero seven okay oh stars and that's out of two hundred twenty three thousand six hundred and sixty eight people that have given star ratings wow. uh and one percent are one star reviews. Wow. So wow. That's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good, you know? Most people like this book. Mm-hmm. Uh so <laughs> the first the first one one star to be fair i didn't finish the book (laughs) i got through about 30 to 40 percent and decided i couldn't make it yeah (laughs) which and this is i actually had a really hard time pulling one star reviews for darker shade because that was a big consensus for people that they just didn't finish it right um which for me i was kind of like why are you rating it Mm. Mm,
0: yeah interesting yes
2: I agree. You know, And I'm sure there are people that are going to disagree and say like, well, if I couldn't finish it, then yeah, it's worth one star, Um, which I can see that side of it. But I feel like I couldn't give a proper star
0: rating if I couldn't finish it. I don't know. I agree. I don't know. There should be like a DNF on Goodreads or yeah. on like Storygraph or whatever you right. use. I feel like there should be a different category right. for like, I just couldn't finish it. Because like, for it's this an interesting conversation. Content. And we have not ex- Yeah, like, we were having kind of before the podcast, like, the subjectiveness of one-star reviews, and, like, if you didn't Mm -hmm. like it, is it you not liking it, or is it, like, the actual content of the book or the quality of the book?
1: Right, yeah. So, that's when
0: things get a little fishy. So, yeah, that was, like,
2: that was a majority of the one-star reviews, Was a lot of people were just like, I didn't finish it. Um, Okay, this one (laughs) really made me... Oh, and I will say, for all of these reviews, I only pulled, like, the first sentence or the first couple of sentences because a lot of people wrote multiple paragraphs there are very few of these that are the full review um but this opening sentence just more like a blander shade of boring
1: Ouch!
2: Ooh, shots fired (laughs) which you know i personally disagree yeah (laughs) so i just thought it was very funny uh and wrapping it up this is a curious book it made it past editors, agents, oh. publishers, all who must have approved it, to then go on to be the breakout hit of 2015. If I was on Schwab's publishing team, I would have overhauled most of the book before it hit the presses, which I guess means I should avoid a career in publishing because I clearly don't have the eye. <laughs>
0: I mean, at least they're acknowledging it, it's like <laughs> right?
2: Right, like very clearly, this book just wasn't for this person yeah. because there is a significant portion of the population that does really like this book. Yes, uh, but I just had to include that one because I—it really made me
1: maybe me giggle. Wow. Yes, <laughs> and wow. that's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Um. Already for my first one, I decided to pick. For this first one the most misogynistic reviews that i could find
0: no. oh. um so
1: <laughs> uh i picked skyward by brandy sandy and our man <laughs> daniel's shaking her head um <laughs> the overall rating on goodreads is 4.51 hmm. so oh, good quite high quite high mm-hmm. um and i will say that when you go on to goodreads and you look at the one star reviews it's actually at zero percent that that's how few there are there's only 400 one stars
0: that's pretty good yeah yeah
1: the first one is just just this sentence listening to this book was like walking in dog for 15 hours and 28 minutes (laughs) oh my
0: god (laughs) so much one pack one why you know what walking through dog poop feels like two why if you are upset you listened to 15 hours of a book you could have stopped no one was forcing you to finish this book exactly someone just fully like i don't like this but i'm gonna keep doing it i'm like don't you have something better to do with your time than read a book you don't want to finish right that seems weird to me
1: i agree um and then so all of these reviews by the way that i pulled are from men um and i think it was really interesting (laughs) because um i mean i don't know extensively a lot of brandon sanderson's writing like i know like mistborn and the way of kings and like those series but um i'm pretty sure that this is i mean i could be very wrong but it could be one of the first series that he has that is told through a female's point of view um and it's ya right It is YA. Yeah. Um, And and men had a lot to say about it.
0: (laughs) That's surprising to me, she (laughs) says sarcastically.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, And so this next one uh, says, this sad excuse for a book is nothing but marketing tricks and bluntly overused cliches. It should be named The Quest for More Money. Oh. I was like, you know what? You know what? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So there was that one um, and then okay this one's extremely long um, and there's lots of swearing but you know what we're just gonna read as much of it as I can before I want to throw up at it. Um, okay zero stars. I'd give a negative star if I could. DNF'd at page 310 which it's, there's not much left of the book after that. <laughs> the story was as a whole on its own could have been great but I cannot take any more of Spencer. Update, I'm skimming through until page 334, and holy shit, do I hate Spencer. What a disgusting, insufferable. Oh. No, 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 sir. Sir. Mm -mm. This author went out of his way, it seems, to create a despicable character in that is Spencer, and now I'm pissed at him. Being ex military, I served for several years. Oh, God,
0: that's a surprise. (laughs)
1: Spencer specifically drove me bananas with her extreme obnox- obnoxiousness, specifically within such an official environment, i.e. E. flight school. In addition to everything else, her complete disregard for protocol, safety, chain of command, teamwork, rules, <laughs> or anything else for that matter was so incredibly unacceptable. Again, I could not stand her. And this man continued to go on for, like, four more paragraphs. But how much he hated Spensa. I was like, you know, Spensa is a teenage girl. The world that she lives in, everyone hates her because there was this big galactic um, like war that happened and her father, I guess, turned away and um, was seen as a coward. And so everyone now hates her and her family. Um, and so she has like this chutzpah in her and she kind of like takes everything that someone says and is like, as like an insult But, like, she grows through the book, and she, like, learns to, you know, make friends and stuff. Um, But, yeah, apparently the men don't like her.
0: That feels very, Mm. like, reminiscent of, like, people, like, not liking female protagonists who aren't, like, docile and soft and sweet. And it's like, examine that. Why don't you like that? Is it because they question your authority, and they're Mm. actively working against the patriarchy? yeah i don't know maybe that's something you need to think about alone in your mother's basement because that's obviously where you live sir
2: <laughs> seriously you tell him daniel seriously and I it's funny too
1: <laughs> it's funny too because like spence's character is very much like she's like 16 she's, she's kind of immature she gives one of the guys at her flight school a nickname jerk face and i'm like okay are we like are we 10 yeah. but like it it sets the tone of the book of like her immaturity and then like she grows and blah 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 but yeah
0: yep well i think that's this review seems like a great example of what we were kind of talking about before where it's like this obviously wasn't a book for you obviously this person seems to be someone who likes sanderson's adult fantasy books Mm -hmm. and then came into this book with the wrong expectations yeah and i'm like that's fine you can have your opinion but like you can't fault the book for being a ya book with a female protagonist who's a teenager. You can't yeah. the book. That's yes. just what the book is. Yes.
1: And it, it was just, it was so interesting because, like, all of the one star reviews were pretty much just men complaining about Spencer, the main character. And I'm like, listen, it's a very specific um, character that people can relate to, I understand. Mm-hmm. But, like, for the women in that like Sanderson, it was nice. So, S- say you're a Maybe you, as a man, shouldn't be calling a character that
2: girls like the c word
1: i agree especially a child a A child child.
2: yeah there's a lot to unpack in that one yeah
1: i agree (laughs) i agree
0: anyway i hated that moving on Uh, (laughs) speaking of more (laughs) male opinions that i don't understand why i have to suffer through um my next choice was the hunger games the first hunger games book by suzanne collins So, Hunger Games has a 4.32 rating on Goodreads. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, It's at 1% for one-star reviews, Mm -hmm. which has over 98,000. Because the book's been read... Like, it's probably... It's got to be one of the highest... Like, rated and read books on Goodreads, I imagine, at this point.
1: Wait, sorry, 98,000 for the one stars?
0: Yeah. Let me That's more than Skyward
1: even had in total. Oh, my God.
0: Total rating, 6,650,000, give or take. Holy wow. sh. <laughs> A bunch. And the five-star reviews, let me just look really quick. I'm just curious now. Uh, it has... 53% of the reviews are five-star reviews. That's pretty darn high. That's pretty darn that's high. That's really high. And then the four-star has 30%. So I'm like, that's like 80% of the reviews are four stars and up. That's pretty darn great. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Here's some of the... um. <clears throat> a lot of the one-star reviews were people like trying to grapple with the fact of this seeming unrealistic. And I'm like um i don't know where you're living in the world but this feels like the
1: very distant future <sighs> yeah <laughs> it, it sounds like they're privileged
0: um, okay so first review by user sean bars so he, this user broke down their reviews into different segments so this is just one of the segments that i pulled called far too unrealistic <sighs> I find it impossible to accept this world. Okay. Uh, It wasn't because it was a nasty place, but because it wasn't believable. The Capitol puts on these hunger games and sacrifices countless children in the process. I mean, dot, dot, dot. What? Children? Why would the Capitol do this? If I was in charge of the Capitol, I would have developed a much more effective, Effective system. I'd have fixed the games so the leaders of each district were sacrificed every year. That way there would be no one left to lead the uprising against the capital. And those left in the districts would not have the courage or reason to lead an uprising. They'd want to keep their heads down because they would be sacrificed next if they too led a rebellion. Problem solved capital rules the districts in oppressive peace so this man on goodreads on a ya novel outlines how to i don't know take like ah like what hitler reincarnated (laughs) is that you like it, it is a little bit scary this one i was like uh, like no one was asking how to make this book more horrific. That was like that was a question none of us were looking for the answer to. Friend.
1: The fact that my they knuckles... thought about it, like they really like were like, I'm gonna make a plan on how to make this better. No one asked, quote unquote. So, no one
2: asked. <laughs> my knuckles are white.
1: <laughs>
2: Throw hands, Throw hands. Like I'm like gripping my hands
0: because like these are the these these people these. I assume, I'm assuming by the profile picture and the name that this is a a man, um... It's scary. Like, people have these thoughts and people just throw these thoughts out of the internet. And you're like, totally. Like, this is someone's filtered thoughts through the vision of a YA novel. Imagine they unfiltered I wouldn't say they were
2: filtered. I don't think they're filtered. (laughs) I think they are completely unfiltered thoughts. There's not a filter in that person's brain.
0: And this was just one paragraph. (laughs) It was long, this review.
2: You know what? I think. No, I'm not going (laughs) to (laughs) say
0: Like, okay, here's the thing. No one is no one is saying the events that happen in the Hunger Games are okay. I have yeah. not come across one person who is like no. the whole setup and idea of the actual games in the Hunger Games is okay. No one's saying that. But also no one's looking for how like your opinion on how to make it more oppressive and more controlling and more like, like it's like what well, you right. you have to like look and think like look back at what you've written Sean and consider how problematic <laughs> this is, if you're listening.
1: I, yeah, yeah, if, you're listening, I think <laughs> if it's, you're listening. I think it's really telling of this per- person's privilege to say that it's unrealistic because the fact of the matter is, is that the rebellions that caused the Hunger Games to happen happen every single day in countries all over the world.
0: It's that I would have developed a much more effective system like, for me.
1: Okay. Buddy. I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: There, are, there are literal children in, in cages. cages in
2: the US right now. Myanmar is in the middle of a military coup yep. that they've been in for weeks, if not months. Mm-hmm. <sighs> uh, So,
0: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You're showing. Sean, Sean. I need to sit far away from the mic today. I know. (laughs) And I I was reading the review like this. I'm probably like (laughs) eating my microphone. I'm so angry. (sighs) Okay, here's another one. (laughs) This got my. I only chose two for Hunger Games because they're both Mm -hmm. a little bit long. Uh, This one's got some profanity, so uh, pardon me. (laughs) They will be (laughs) cracked. Okay, so this is by user Ramblin Man. Ramblin, Mm -hmm. apostrophe, man. What the fuck is this? <laughs> the latest pop culture item? If not Twilight or Harry Potter, it's prepubescent f- like this that grown adults are reading. <laughs> They're reading the same f- as their shitty f- teenager. <laughs> if one more friend or family member suggests this as a good read, I swear I will punch them in the mouth. It is mind-blowing that this book has a higher rating than any Huxley or George Orwell book, or any of the other great books for the matter on this (laughs) site. (laughs) Thank you, Walnut. I appreciate you chiming in. Um, This is exactly why the world sucks and nothing will change. I don't even need to read it. I just hate it. (laughs) Wait. So did they read it? (laughs) Who knows? They probably watched Uh, the
1: movie and then were like... "Mm." (laughs)
0: maybe I just hate it because it exists and everybody loves it how can it possibly be that good how can so many people agree fucking fascists god forbid you read something not jammed down your throat you are the same 35 year old teenagers that love twilight and still go to punk shows even though your hairline is clearly receding and you live in your parents basement I hate you (laughs) <laughs> you are boring and predictable. Read a piece of literature for God's sake. When did everything be- get so fucking easy? When did everyone just lie down and get force fed? Has it always been this way? Time revealed reveal this is all bullshit and you should all have shame on yourself. I am done with my elitist, myth- elitist misanthropic posturing. I hope my one-star rating <laughs> counters your two billion five-star ratings, you Quack. f***ing fascists. Now, if you excuse me, I need to go get drunk, stare in the mirror at my receding hairline while crying.
1: F*** you. I'm just curious mm, whether that was more sir. of an uh, uh, like a, a entry that needed to be brought to a therapist, not yeah, the internet.
0: <laughs> and like, I can't, um, this feels a little bit like comedy. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's so bad it's comedy. There's I don't know. Your elitism is like
2: really showing. You should put that away. <laughs> <laughs> it's embarrassing.
0: It's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. <laughs> I'm like, coming from someone who openly admits they've not read the book in the review, I'm like, it feels more like a commentary on society rather than The Hunger Games by <laughs> Suzanne <laughs> Collins. <it. an> <laughs> <laughs> oh, which is funny. Yeah. Um, I, I really like, uh, within this piece of literature that uh, Ramblin' Man has provided us, the reoccurring motif of 35-year-olds with receding hairlines, both who he mm-hmm. claims as the fascist, but also himself. I feel like himself, that provides yeah. really, really interesting and rich uh imagery of Mm -hmm. like self-hatred a little bit i was gonna (laughs) say i feel like this might
1: have been a a letter to himself maybe
0: rambling man my friend it sounds
2: like the pot calling the kettle black to me
0: a little bit a little bit this this you know what (laughs) i think rambling man and sean would maybe get along
2: (laughs) i bet they would and they would have a great conversation about how much they hate the hunger games yeah
0: well, Sean would talk about how much he hates the Hunger Games. <laughs> Ramblin' Man would just say he's never read it. He had yeah, no idea what happens true. in the Hunger Games. Couldn't that's ask true. a single plot point. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all I have for the Hunger Games. Everything else was Forever. just, like, people hating it because it was YA. And I'm like, well, of nothing you can do about that. <laughs> nope. Not a darn thing. <laughs> all righty. So for my second
2: pick, I chose The Night Circus. Uh, my book that has had my heart for six years Heck yeah, maybe long time long time the book came out in 2011 it's the 10-year anniversary this fall which is really exciting um it has a average rating of 4.03 oh. out of 727,514 ratings wow. which is pretty good mm-hmm. I mean Good. People seem to like it. Um, and 2% are one-star reviews. So uh, that's kind of what it is. And I've talked about The Night Circus on this podcast many a time in the past. So I'll just get right into it. <laughs> I never expected to like this book. Just from the title, I knew it wasn't for me. But so many people spoke highly of the book, so I read some reviews. And my opinion remained the same. This wasn't for me. Nothing about it appealed to me. And so I had no interest in ever reading it. But it was chosen for my book club. And so I read it. Technically. (laughs) That's it. That's the review. Oh my (laughs) God. And you know what? I'm really glad that this person knows what they like. Yeah. And they know that it's not the night (laughs) circuit. And that kind of seemed to be the trend with a lot of the reviews. A lot of people were like, this book just, I just didn't get it. Yeah. Or this book wasn't for me. Uh, <laughs> which, you know what? I get it. This book is for people that just like to be wrapped up in beautiful writing. I feel like that's kind and of that's the of same everybody. like
0: reviews that um, we do a section on amen's podcast where you talk about some of the one-star reviews for Addie, and there's mm-hmm. definitely some similar tones in Addie where yes. people just don't understand yes. that on top of this book having a plot it's also about like the beauty of the writing of the book
2: mm-hmm. right right um the, a lot of the reviews were that people could not find the plot of the night circus of course um which i have excuse me personal opinions on <laughs> <laughs> um okay the next one This book was incorrectly marketed. Okay. Okay. It it should have been sold as a sleeping aid because (laughs) it is so blimmin' dull. Wow. I fell asleep on five separate occasions while reading this. It bored me that much.
0: I would like receipts for that claim. Yeah. Give me the receipts on you falling asleep five times. (laughs) (laughs) Like,
2: I. Read at night. So a lot of time. And I know there are, like, very differing opinions on this. If I fall asleep during while I'm reading, it's not necessarily because I was bored. Sure, that does happen sometimes. But nine times out of ten, it's just because I'm so tired and I've, like, lulled myself to sleep while I'm reading. So I'm not going to knock a book. If it puts me to sleep, like, I'll definitely take it into account if I'm bored while I'm reading those uh chapters but
0: (laughs) i think sometimes people want books to have the same pacing as tv shows and movies and like that's it's not they're so different and like yeah there are books you can get that have that fast pacing those are like the adventure stories those are like the really really big like Mm -hmm. heroes journeys but like (laughs) you can't expect every book ugh whatever people i know and i've
2: talked about how the night circus is not an action-based book it has a plot but it is not Mm action-based it's a lot of thinking and it's a lot of like it's like a game of chess um okay and the last one is i'm not gonna lie i am so sad that i didn't enjoy this book i really wanted to like it Everyone was going on and on about how amazing it was, Mm -hmm. and I overhyped it. And I was like, "OMG, yes, I found it! Yeah, I didn't like (laughs) it. I'm sad."
0: (laughs) They overhyped it for themselves.
2: They did. That's what they said. Okay,
1: Okay. that sounds like a huge problem. And that
2: seemed to be a pretty big (laughs) consensus in the one-star reviews was that people didn't. People felt like it. Like more people liked it then they understood we're enjoying it. Mm. And they were kind of like, this just isn't the book for me. Right. Okay. Like, I wanted to like it because everybody was telling me to read it and it just didn't do anything for me. Mm. Yeah. I get that. Fair enough. Yeah. You know, I personally
0: disagree. <laughs> and That's okay. You're well within your right to disagree.
1: So for my next pick... um. From Blood and Ash by Miss JLA,
0: which is Jennifer L. Armentrout. In case I don't know if you have ever fully said her full. I feel like name I have, one. but we might have been the earlier ones. But JLA is Jennifer L. Armentrout.
1: Yes, I'm sorry. I'm just so obsessed with her that I think that everyone knows who she is, and it's, it's also that's a very not long name. Jennifer yes. L. Armentrout. It is. Yeah. Um. So there are the average rating on this book is 4.35, which is pretty good um and of the one star reviews it's like two percent so it, it has a, it has like a mostly five star review that's pretty good yeah that is pretty good yeah um <laughs> okay i'm gonna try to get through this because these are oh my goodness okay the first review this book is twilight on weed
0: oh, oh whoa, whoa 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 no 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 stop 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 stop, stop, stop. I have so many questions. I'm, I'm immediately. <laughs> I have immediate questions. <laughs> um. Okay. Um. Okay. So first and foremost, like, what do they mean on weed? Like, <laughs> that's amazing.
1: <laughs> like, what does that mean? I don't even know. <laughs> like, it's, it's not on weed. <laughs> oh, what does that mean? I don't know. But they, okay. And then they go into like detail of. <clears throat> I'm sorry. And- I just. no no. carly
2: (laughs) just got finished saying this is a long review and danielle was like we're gonna dissect this (laughs) i was like no no, i
0: have to say because like yeah twilight has both vampires and werewolves and there's like iterations of vampires and werewolves in from blood and ash sure okay but like that's the same thing as being like twilight is buffy the vampire slayer and you're like (laughs) it's different it's different and the phrase on weed makes my skin crawl I know Sorry, I just like what does that mean I don't even you
2: don't you're like not it's on stoned? you're not on like,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I took the
2: weed I, it's the devil's lettuce it's like
0: the I same as being like, like I'm going to the Facebook oh I'm gonna yeah. look up on the YouTube <laughs> the YouTube I'm on the weed <laughs> oh gosh
1: oh god okay Sorry, carly no it's all good i, I just want to say that this entire review is in capital letters um uh, yeah oh so
0: strong are, feelings strong. <laughs> clear stance
1: are you looking for a book with a very predictable plot and ending that is almost ridiculous search no further for this is it. Are you looking for a book with smut scenes that'll make you wish you rated the kissing the coronavirus five stars? You found it. Are you <laughs> no, looking- No, no, no,
0: no, no, <laughs> no. Sorry, keep going. I'm, okay. That's the ugliest laugh I think I've ever made, but
1: oh my god. <laughs> oh, god. Are you looking for a book with well-developed characters? Please keep looking. Are you looking for a book with great world bin- bu- world-building? This ain't it. Are you looking for a book with an annoying, pathetic, and despicable main character? Look no further. Are you looking for a book with a f***ed up love interest that'll rival Twilight? This is it, my friend. Are you looking for a book that'll frustrate the heck out of you? Sign up for this. Are you looking for a romance worthy of an award? Well, you're in the wrong place. You can message me for recommendations. And that's it.
0: It sounds like this person... Is really fixated on the Twilight uh, connection. <laughs> I don't.
1: Truly, truly. um Yeah, and like, that's like a like a little excerpt of their uh, thing because it was so long. Again, it was like paragraph. It was like an essay. It was mm. it was so long.
0: Um, yeah, like they have some fair points because like yeah, mm-hmm. there's some there's. I'm not saying from Blood and Ash is like the be all end all book. It's got its yeah. problems like any book. Definitely. But like, it feels a little harsh. <laughs>
1: a little harsh a little little harsh this next one made me laugh really hard um if the words worship or worshiping appear in one more sex scene i'm suing i swear to god i'm calling my lawyer the (laughs) fact that i read this stupid book in its entirety proves i don't respect myself
0: Uh, (laughs) what's wrong with worship you know, knows? like the. Like is, the it, is that word in every sex scene in the no. book? No. You know what? I don't have every sex scene in the book memorized. Memorized. So I don't know. It sounds like they do. <laughs> yeah. That's some fan behavior, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I don't I know. Agree. I agree. I think I like worship better than like some other yeah like common Lord. vocabulary in intimate scenes. I agree. Worship, I'm
1: like,
0: that sounds.
1: I think it's like, I mean, within the context of a sex scene, I think it's kind of like endearing. Like, I would rather them worship than, like, degrade. I don't know.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. It just seems like a weird, like, out of, like, having read the book and having read those intimate scenes, that feels like the weirdest critique to have of the intimate (laughs) (laughs) scenes. I agree. agree. Like, okay, sure. That's your issue. That's fine, I guess. That's fine, I guess.
1: Oh, God. Okay. And then this next one's a little bit long, but it's fine dnf'd at 50 percent hawk is a neanderthal i'm tired of reading about him dragging the main chick around and calling her princess and sexually whining at her and the endless five-page long descriptions of how beautiful he is the plot is freaking boring the author feels the need to painstakingly describe everything over and over i started reading the first three words of every paragraph for the last 10 percent and didn't miss thing the author clearly gets a hard on for rape and dub con fantasies given how often it happened and how much erotic detail went into describing it so if you like lovingly rendered rape this book is for you uh probably a four or five out of five on my sexiness scale but i didn't read far enough for the actual sex scene because i'm so bored and i don't want to read about these gnarly dumbasses again sorry gnarly dumbasses <laughs> again
0: like, I feel like out, out of everything in Jennifer's, like, adult books, I feel like it's common knowledge that she has intimate scenes and that yeah, there's multiple of them in books. I feel like that is, at this point, kind of common knowledge. So that feels like a weird thing for people to be like, I can't believe this. I'm like, uh.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. It's kind of what you're signing up for when you're reading Right? Like, That's just books. kind of what hmm.
1: JLA is known for and... I mean, yeah, yeah. Yep, so that's, that's that. <laughs> so that's that.
0: Okay, on the other absolute end of the spectrum, uh, I chose House in the Cerulean Sea by <laughs> T.J. <Clu, laughs> uh which is truly a full-ass oh. 180. <laughs> it is a very wholesome book. <laughs> it is, like, the most wholesome book. Um, it has a 4.53 rating on mm. Goodreads, oh. which is really high.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I love that. And it has zero percent one star reviews but there's only 323 one star reviews that's awesome which is really low because there's it's got yeah. a bunch of reads on yeah. it let me pull that up actually it's got uh 62 000 ratings so it's actually not that high wow but, but still so, i feel like for have,
2: queer like to have mm. technically zero percent like, not even enough to count
0: as what percent of the ratings being on Star. Mm-hmm. And it also came out in 2020, so it's like a relatively right. new book as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, it just had its one year anniversary. It must have been because it was in March, March or April, yeah. Ah, hey! I love that. Uh, we also got uh, a teaser. Deirdre, you sent this to me. You sent this to me? Yes. We got a yeah, teaser on. TJ Klune's story that he was like, I wonder what they're doing now that he's going to be writing a sequel. Yeah. Wink, wink, wink. Oh. <sighs> I'm going to cry. So excited. so excited. I'm so excited. Um, unfortunately, a lot of the reviews, the one star reviews for Cerulean C talked about the queer content and how it was not great. Of course. Which is like, boo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like most of TJ Klune's canon, hmm. I believe is queer books for the mm-hmm. most part uh so come on people so cammy she she goes terrible way to get a gay romance out there mm-hmm. disappointing to say the least if there was a negative star i would have given it all gay romance and very little about the magical children the story was supposed to be about Don't waste your time with this one. Which, I'm sorry, I have to 100% disagree. Wait, 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 wait. Like, there is hardly any romance in this book compared to how much time we spend with the kids. It is arguably the slowest burn (laughs) I have ever. And, like,
2: okay, the night circus is a circus, is a slow burn if i've ever read one the romance in house in the cerulean sea you are
0: like shaking the book like when is this going to happen it's it is it is like infuriating to me that this person has said that hey this is a terrible way to get a gay romance out there i'm like what does that mean that there's a proper way to have a gay romance i don't know that seems weird to me but like we this book is not about romance people who like and there's actually a couple like book talkers who read this book and they're like i went in people uh, hearing people say this is a great romance book and it's not like it's that is not the the main ticket for cerulean Sea. the romance so for like me is very endearing and sweet subplots. and i love the romance in the book but it's not a romance book <laughs> it's it, not at all that's not what you're signing up for No. read this book. <laughs> if someone's telling you that, they are misleading you 100%. They didn't read that book. <laughs> they, they read a different book. <laughs> they didn't. Like, it. they truly, there's no sexual content in the book. It could, mm-hmm. like, rating-wise, it could be a YA novel. It could be a middle-grade novel. It could be middle-grade. Yeah, like, there's no sexual content. It could be read by anybody. <laughs> <gasps> People are wild. Cammie. Cammie! Really. um okay user ea said had to review the book no sorry had to return the book due to improper content wish i had read some other reviews before purchasing my bad so i'm like is the improper content the fact that it has queer romance or is it because it has the Antichrist? Like, it's gotta be one of the two! It's gotta be one of the two! What is it? Yay. It's one or the other. It's one or the other. <laughs> oh, God. I feel like, though, so. like, yes, they don't talk about Lucy on the dust jacket. Like, you don't know about Lucy on, like, it's not right. on the, the inside sleeve or on the back. Right. But in pretty it's much everyone so... who reviews the book, everyone talks about how Lucy is the Antichrist like that for me is like when I uh I think the first person I saw talking about Cerulean Sea was Jason and in his review Mm. he talked about Lucy being the Antichrist and I was like oh great Mm. (laughs) okay cool uh and that's what I went in like knowing so maybe I guess if people are like extremely religious and they don't know going in but like it's also like the most like sweet and endearing version of the devil's son um so that seems weird to me (laughs) You know what?
2: We had an episode a couple weeks ago where we, like, talked about organized religion a little bit. And coming from a Catholic household, Mm -hmm. I think that everybody needs to take a goddamn joke every once in a while. All right? I will go on the record saying that. I don't know if any of my family listens to this podcast. (laughs) If you do, hey. Uh, But, you know, coming from a family that is heavily Catholic Mm -hmm. and being in a position right now where I am pretty upset at the Catholic church at the moment because (laughs) of some stuff that was said. Mm. Um, I, I, I just, I, (laughs) it, take a joke. Like that's what it comes down to. Like Lucy, (laughs) the character of Lucy is so funny it like i literally the first when you are introduced to lucy not as the character but like as the idea of the character at first Mm -hmm. i nearly wet myself i'm not even kidding that's how hard i was laughing it is hilarious and he is he's a kid he's a little boy he's like (laughs)
0: Like, what four years old six years
2: old he's like like, yeah five or six like "Mm." (laughs) Uh, so either way, whether well, this person returned it for the fact that Linus is gay, or that the Antichrist is in it, um, I'm gonna give you two slaps upside the head. Uh, you missed out on a really great book.
0: Yeah, yeah, and especially yeah. like if your reading preferences are that specific that you don't want to read queer books or you don't want to read books that have like, uh, I don't know, like darker Jokes content. About yeah, darker content, whatever that means. Then you need to look at reviews before you buy books, because if, if, if it causes you to leave a one-star review on this book that, like, has barely any, I'm like, come on.
2: Right. Yeah. Right.
0: Uh, okay, my last review is very short. It's two words. Uh, but it has a really funny title to the review that I'd like to read afterwards. So, Kindle Customer just wrote, well-written, and gave it two stars. But the title of the review is, weird subject. <laughs>
2: I'm
0: like, what? <laughs> I guess like you're not wrong, I, I but like, if you boil down House and this really in C, it is kind of weird. I get it. It's just really funny to me. That's hilarious. Oh my God, uh.
2: <sighs> so funny. <laughs> so my next book, I decided to go for a classic because I thought I could find some funny, funny things in the one star review area, mm. uh, and. I, too, had to dodge some uh, homophobic Mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So this is The Picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde. Uh, It has an average of 4.09 stars, which I was very surprised by, to be perfectly honest. For a classic. That has been rated by 1,023,718 people. Dang. Like that's a pretty good rating yeah -hmm. i was very surprised and only one percent are one star
0: that's pretty dang good
1: yeah
2: so and i rated dorian gray three stars that was Mm -hmm. my Mm -hmm. rating for it um so let's jump right in i have four reviews they're all pretty short
1: okay
2: let me cut to the chase this is a terrible book written for bad people
1: (laughs) oh my
0: god (laughs) hello (laughs) hello (laughs) hello I, uh,
2: I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to dissect these because I read Dorian Gray in a school setting. So I did a lot of analysis specifically right. on like the fashion side and from the mentality of where people were in the 19th century. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I went into this book with a lot more context than
0: m- most ya. people
2: do when they go into this book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... And I got the updated, uh, what's it called? Publisher's note. It wasn't the no. author's note, but it was like um, a, f- a foreword right. by someone. Mm-hmm. And I happened to read it this past fall and did a buddy read with Katie Reads book. Katie's Reads? Is that her handle? <laughs> so sorry, Katie. Uh, on TikTok, we buddy read it at the same time. And she happened to get a copy in 2020 and Mm. the foreword had a lot of information about how over the years things had been taken out of Mm. Dorian Gray and in the newer editions like in the last five years they are finally publishing the full book um and just kind of like talked about Oscar Wilde's life and stuff so I feel like I just if maybe it hasn't been read recently Mm -hmm. uh some people might just not have like Full context. I said I wasn't going to dissect things, but I just feel like I needed to get some things off my chest. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Next one. For once, I'm going to follow one of my mother's favorite admonitions. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. (laughs) And that was the review.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
2: Which, you know what? More power to you. Short and sweet. Okay. Well, I just suck. I tried to be mature and read a classic, but I was so bored. Like, so (laughs) bored. (laughs) Which, to be fair, like, I don't know that I necessarily would have gotten through most of this book if I hadn't listened to the audiobook. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. Uh, And the audiobook I listened to was really fantastic. Mm -hmm. So that is how I would recommend reading Probably most classics, to be honest, is listening right. to an audiobook while you're reading it. And the last one. Oh, sorry. I just woke up. I fell asleep because this book is a snooze fest. <laughs> <laughs> classic. Classic. Oh, I just... It's very funny. It's These reviews were very funny. And you know what? I, I knew I had to throw a classic in here because... Yeah. I knew the one-star reviews were just going to talk
0: about how boring it is.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. That's, yeah, I, I think that's a given.
0: I feel like Dorian Gray is not even, like, the most boring of the classics.
1: Oh. Like,
2: no. And
0: Dorian Gray is really funny because
2: not, like, not like the content of the book is funny. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> it's not a comedy. <laughs> but the thing that I didn't really realize about the book is, like, it kind of falls into like a magical realism Mm -hmm. thing. Right. And I don't want to give anything away because I know our friend Liz on TikTok has gotten some people (laughs) calling her out for giving spoilers for Dorian Gray which this book came out in the 19th century. (laughs) Come on. Uh, But there are a handful of plot points that I did not see coming and when I was listening to the audiobook I was like kind of zoned out and then this like Thing happened and I was like wait wait yes. wait 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 this book just got so interesting <laughs> so there are like if you haven't read the book and you just think it's about a bunch of uh, kind of hoity-toity British men sitting around talking about philosophy uh, there is a little bit more to it <laughs> I'm
1: crying I'm crying so my next one is uh, Red Queen by Miss Victoria Aveyard. Um This book gets a lot of hate on Book Talk, mm-hmm. and it drives me up the wall. Um, if you don't like it, that's fine. That's fine. But I feel like everyone on Talk hates it and it's just it's kind of unfortunate. Um, so on Goodreads, it has a 4.04 rating that's which still is
2: pretty good that's high that's
1: high for the amount of flack it gets on the internet um and there are six hundred nineteen thousand
2: four hundred fifty three ratings. ratings so that's
1: a lot um and the one star i can't see the percentage on the one stars but that's fine um so the first one short and sweet this is the walmart version of the hunger games oh i was like
0: uh, uh, okay You're very different
1: they're very, very different th-
0: that's that's right like, like they're yeah they're both dystopian but like that's pretty much it like
2: but yeah. there's like a lot of magic in red queen
1: there's Huge so world. much magic <laughs> yeah. and and i think that's like one of the biggest things about why people don't like red queen maybe is because they think it's like this epic fantasy but it's it's a dystopian fantasy so yeah there mm-hmm. are like there's cruelty in it i guess you could say um a yeah. lot of it um right. so the next one is uh if i could give a negative rating i would mm. there are five books i hate with a living and burning passion books i think never should have been published this is one of them i hate the plot i hate the pathetic mind and numbingly stupid protagonist i hate the characters i hate everything such a disappointment would be too light a sentence to express my utter disdain for this trash i hate this book wow that tell was- me
2: how you really feel <laughs> I yeah.
1: was what a lot of them were. They were just wow. absolutely like.
2: Were they men talking about YA books?
1: <laughs> some of them were, yeah, some of them Ooh. were.
0: <laughs> it, like, out of all of the YA dystopian books I've read, it's not the worst one. That's why I'm yeah. so confused, why mm. I get so much hate. It's like, if you are going to pin. Red Queen against the Selection. Red Queen's going to win every time.
1: Yeah. (laughs) In my humble opinion. I agree. Mm. And a lot of the complaints were like, this is like, um, the Hunger Games meets the Selection. And I was like, okay. Isn't that (laughs) the point? Yeah. It
0: kind of is, but it's like, (laughs) not really. It's like, right. It's it's kind of more like divergenty than I think either. Yeah. Games okay i would agree
1: ship. i would agree and that was also like a big complaint it was like there's so many cliches in this book and i was like yeah i know but like so is every other ya fantasy yeah, like, dystopian <laughs> book find, like, find me one right. book that's
0: not filled to the brim with cliches because literally. Clichés that are was relatable yeah that was another thing
2: i saw a lot in a lot of the one star reviews i was reading for a lot of these books was like it's so full of cliches and i'm like guess what what book is it literally yeah Oh,
1: and gosh. what book is it yeah i was just like you know and like a lot of them were just like really really ragging on the main character like she's selfish she is blah 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 mm. and i'm like you have to understand that like it's a very specific scenario that she's put in yeah. where right. she has to you know try and blend into the people who are oppressing her
0: she has no agency right. or control over her life all all
1: at all i had there was one review wait hold up hold up Was <laughs> this the review that I pulled? <laughs> that,
0: like like the whole premise of the book is she is like displaced from her home into yes. this like into this like place where she is like kind of a servant and then all of a sudden isn't yeah and it's mm-hmm. like come on
1: i agree yeah mm-hmm. um this next one was is kind of like what I'm referencing Um, it's a little bit long but that's okay Uh, my major problem with this book is Mare the morally bankrupt bipolar MC that gives bipolar people a bad rap anyone who thinks this is a well-written book is clearly used to seeing and believing events in the light that best suits to them and not as they really are much like Mare did throughout the book it's okay for Mare to kill innocents to get her way but it's not okay for silvers to kill reds to get their way hypocrite much which doesn't make any sense. Um, and what love triangle? The only person Mare ever loved is selfishly, or the only person Mare ever loved is herself, herself, oh my God. The only person Mare ever loved is her selfishly self-centered self. Try saying that to times fast. They didn't to
0: put all of them on it.
1: Yeah. Um, da. She didn't. Eat- you know what? <laughs> <laughs> we need more
2: YA female characters that are selfishly loving themselves. I
1: agree. Yeah, I agree.
2: Uh, so that's I haven't read Red Queen, but that's all I have to say on that. Yeah.
1: Well, and <laughs> and like within the context of the book, like it, like again, it's like this <clears throat> black and white world, quote unquote. Um, and like she is something that is not that, and but has yes. been, you know. She's in an
0: extraordinary circumstance, basically.
1: Yeah. Um. And so this this next part really made me laugh. Uh. She didn't even love her family. <laughs> <laughs> Selfishly hurt her sister. Never even tried to get a job. Deadbeat and. That's a spoiler. She's a um, child. Literally. She's a child. <laughs> I am disturbed that any woman anywhere liked this. To me, Merritt was the villain. And the two princes were the heroes forced to take opposing sides due to an evil manipulative woman. <laughs> ah,
0: okay. But, okay, this is my issue with reviews like this. When they talk about YA protagonists in a way that if they are selfish, if they have, like, a self-motivated interests, that they are to be villainized. I'm like, yeah. just because they're not altruistic Mary Sue characters that have to be damsels in distress and be saved doesn't make them, like bad protagonist it's realistic tell me exactly. one this girl who would willingly put her own wants on hold for somebody else or any exactly teenager, or any person like it's just mm-hmm. uh, it's infuriating to me because it just it it boils down women to like if you do not fit this ideal box then you're either like a prude or a shrew or or you're selfish. And I'm like, we don't ever speak about male protagonists in this way. And I that's agree. a fucking problem. It's <laughs> a problem. <Yeah. laughs>
1: I agree. And yeah. it's like, again, I'm trying to, I'm not trying to spoil this book, but like Mare's specific situation is so specific in that she is representing an entire population of her world. Right. Yeah. Within the monarch of the people who are oppressing her. So yeah, she's going to be selfish because she has to be selfish for her people. It's she is the figurehead, you know, unbeknownst to her. But she is the figurehead for her people. So she has right. to be selfish. There are so many moments in the book where she has to be selfish because it's for her people. And that's something to look up to, in my opinion, um that she doesn't back down from what she's trying to do
0: like so. think about if like if we think about other like male protagonists, like even if we think about Harry Potter, Mm-hmm. which like oh, I do not like J.K. Rowling but it's the first Blah. thing that popped into my head yeah we like Harry is boring he's a boring
1: character <laughs> yeah
0: but like there's moments where he's 100% selfish and he uses people and he is not a good person mm-hmm. but like we we never question that in the God. same way that we question characters like Mare or qu- mm-hmm. characters like Katniss mm-hmm. it's like it's all this, like, heroes, in order to achieve their heroic journeys, yeah. need to make sacrifices. When did that become a bad thing?
1: Yeah. We don't mm-hmm. we don't
0: get mad at Frodo for, like, <laughs> for all the things that, like, yeah, he didn't do as much as other, like, he, he just walked a whole bunch. Yeah. But, like, he wasn't, he, there's, I don't know, there's, I think there's something to, to think about there. It's, like, why, and it's yeah, just because yeah. people, like, hating on things that teenage girls like and just teenage
1: girls i agree yeah i agree (sighs) but yeah it just i don't know it was the first series that got me like back into reading so it it does hold a special place in my heart i can you know obviously recognize that there are problems in the book but um Mm -hmm. i don't think the main character being selfish should be one of them because within the context of the story it makes sense right
0: yeah
1: oh (laughs) yoy okay oh, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> we have one book left each right do we want to do like rapid fire as fast as we can through them sure. let's do it okay uh so my last book i chose beartown by frederick backman which was a another five-star read for myself the goodreads score is 4.5 stars which is incredibly high with one percent of the reviews being one star so that's about three thousand of the reviews so mm. rachel first says uh, 0.5 of a star for the book existing, point 0.5 of a star because it made me feel something. Extremely disappointed by this book and by the author. So a lot of the reviews were people saying this is a departure from the rest- from most of Frederick Backman's canon, which I, yes, having read some of his other books, it is quite different from his other novels, uh, but I think it's really great. Um, okay, user Davytron. This one is a personal favorite and I'm going to read it quick um this book has several ingredients that usually are big wins for me dark topics lgbtq characters interesting female characters and the wise baba yaga ish crone (laughs) unfortunately everything i enjoyed about this novel was drawn out by the backdrop of hockey or should i say the foredrop? because not a paragraph (laughs) went by without the author reminding us that this is a hockey town or some (laughs) other (laughs) variation of that full disclosure I hate hockey and sports in general. So naturally, the main topic of this book was a real thorn in my side. I tried so hard to think of it as a literary device, a vehicle to comment on the multiple human experiences like obsession, desire, and drive. But it is laid on so thick all throughout that I would just snap back into hating hockey every time. I did enjoy that the author was critical of many aspects of that culture. Naturally, based on that history... I am primed and biased to hate this book. Luckily, the non-hockey parts were enjoyable to the point that I ended up liking the book overall, which I can guarantee was a total shock to me. <laughs> I would never have picked this up on my own, but I can definitely think of a few people I'd recommend it to. Still gave it one star. But what you don't did hockey worry? ever do to you? Jeez. I get it. I don't I'm not a big hockey person. And like that was a big thing for a while. It's like I don't want to read Beartown cuz I don't like hockey. And like yeah. yes, hockey is a big theme throughout the book but it's what this uh reviewer Mm. saying about it it is a vehicle to comment on the human condition and like what the sports mentality does and Mm -hmm. even like the small town mentality it's a really great read uh i like this review because at least uh they acknowledge their bias within it and i was like i appreciate that right yeah right Uh, and the last review made me belly laugh by uh, Ryan Cavalier, one star. Unbearable. <laughs> Beartown was unbearable. You got me there, Ryan. Oh you my gosh. That one made me laugh.
2: <laughs> Ooh. So for my last book, I chose Outlander. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just thought it would be really entertaining. I haven't read this book in years. Mm. It's been a long time since i read this so the average goodreads rating was 4.23 out of eight hundred sixty three thousand seventy eight. <sighs> that's way higher than i thought yeah yeah me too me too oh. um but three percent were one star okay 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 so doesn't beat the five percent uh, for the okay. host but
0: it's pretty it's still pretty high
2: <laughs> no not quite it's
0: close close uh okay
2: <clears throat> i gave up on this book because i was sustaining permanent damage from reading it and i was afraid i'd start hitting back and it's a borrowed copy so i would that wouldn't be cool in fairness i should say there's a lot of good writing here i really enjoyed the beginning chapters they even kind of
0: cracked me up okay <laughs> i just like the concern for the borrowed book
2: <laughs> yeah 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 it, oh my god it, it got me it
0: really got me okay uh
2: and the other because i only picked two for this one um because a lot of them were like very spoiler heavy mm. which was like the reasons they didn't like it uh so this is one of the books that started off shallow and directionless but entertaining and ended puke worthy and ready to be trashed and forgotten oh my god okay wow okay strong strong words strong feelings yes strong feelings
1: wow yeah
2: that's i
1: don't really i don't really have anything no. To say about it no so for six of oh red queen has more ratings than six of crows okay um the average rating for Six of Crows is 4.43, which is pretty high. And there is uh, 1% of one-star reviews. Oh my god. Sorry, my audio is mm-hmm. going really weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I only have two for this one because good, go- there were just paragraphs upon paragraphs of why people hated this book. Um, yeah. So... The first one is angry about booktube not warning me about how violent this book is and how there is, and also there is a love plot between two people, one of whom is a man who dreams about murdering other people and their relationship. No, wait, hold up, hold up, sorry. How... Also, there is a love plot between two people, one of whom is a man who dreams about murdering the other one, and their relationship is so skewed in terms of power, and the man is so full of prejudice, it is so fucking gross. So fucking gross. No thanks. So I guess I had high expectations, but like, no. Also, too many men. Just write some more goddamn women main characters, okay? God. (laughs) But I love Inej and Nina, especially their friendship
0: too many men amen amen (laughs) amen (laughs) i didn't particularly find that an issue of six of crows but just
2: maybe
0: (laughs) after reading all these reviews maybe too many men
1: yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) but i also think like within the context of six of crows like it made sense if that makes sense i don't know almost
0: a 50 50 ratio like it's pretty close. it's pretty close really close Um,
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) i just oh yeah um and then the last one is to the people who like this book what the is wrong with you i encourage you to ponder this quote from the kite runner and if you haven't read the book then make yourself less dumb and read it and here's the quote when you kill a man, you steal a life. You steal his wife's right to a husband, rob his children of a father. When you, li- when you tell a lie, you steal someone's right to the truth. When you cheat, you steal the right to fairness. This book is about a gang of losers who are all thieves, the lowest <laughs> of the low, the pawn scum of the earth. <laughs> the best case, they're petty criminals like Jesper. Worst case, the <laughs> worst case... <laughs> As with epic turd Kaz is that they are crazed serial killers oh my god what the hell <laughs> oh no oh no I'm sweating oh my god oh god
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes what <laughs> yep I, um... I quote from the kite right like what where did that come
2: for what reason my interpretation of this person based off of this review is that they are very honest (laughs) and could not they just don't like morally gray people who could potentially kill people
1: i I think that's what happened
0: but I feel like the... what Lee Bardugo does best in that book is giving, like, a reasonable reason for why these characters are like this. So I'm, like, I'm yeah. a little bit surprised that person didn't catch yeah. on to that.
1: Yeah. Okay. And that was, like, a, like a lot of the um, one-star ratings was just, like, there's too many murderers. There's too many thieves. I'm, like, yeah. So, um, and a lot of them were, like, a lot of the uh, complaints were just, like, the characters were too young. And I think, like, a lot of people who, who rate it five stars can agree with that. Because I rated it at five yeah. stars and I agree with that. So... Yeah. <laughs> well, I think
0: like I had kind of forgotten how gory it was until, uh, and this kind of segues into our current reads, but until yeah. Deirdre was reading Six of Crows and yeah. talking about how gory it was, and I was like, oh yeah, I kind of forgot. This is really graphic,
1: yeah. <laughs> actually, for
0: a YA novel. Yeah. Like, oh god.
1: So yeah. you can't fault them there. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Anyway, Deirdre, what did you think of Six of Crows? <laughs> <laughs> into our current
2: reads what did i think of six of crows great question (laughs) so this week i finally finally read six of crows everybody can stand up and cheer do a little dance i know there are plenty of people that are finally so happy i read this book and they can talk to me about it and two of them i am chatting to right now (laughs) yeah peer pressure so i think i'm still i just finished it i'm in the middle of crooked kingdom right now uh i did decide to read them back to back um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i'm still kind of like i'm i do want to reread six of crows pretty soon because there was something about listening to the audiobook of this book that i found parts of it a little bit harder to process Mm -hmm. uh than other fantasy books that I've read via audiobook. And I think that's just Lee's writing, which is fine. Because I love rereading books. Mm-hmm. And I listen to books um, at a pretty fast pace. Uh, so mm-hmm. it makes sense to me that I would need to reread it to like fully grasp it. Uh, but I think my initial thought is to give it a four-star review mm-hmm. rating. Mm-hmm. Um, because I did really like it as far as the audiobook goes i liked it it is a full cast Mm -hmm. it's kind of a weird full cast because Mm. each character reads their chapter but they read the whole chapter so if inej is having a conversation with nina and it's in inej's chapter inej is reading nina's lines Mm. so it's very different from daisy jones and the six which is the other full cast audiobook, I'm—I think I've—I re- have read other audiobooks that have had multiple narrators, but Daisy Jones of the Six is like what I would consider to be technically full cast yeah. because yeah. each character is reading their lines. Yeah. Um, you would never have Daisy reading Billy's lines. Um, so that was a little bit hard to get into, just because each ca- each person, like each narrator, kind of decided to narrate each character a little bit differently (laughs) uh so sometimes like getting back into somebody's groove of how they were reading the chapter especially if you were coming out of a longer chapter Mm -hmm. um was a little weird um but once I got into it I did like the audiobook and I can say that I did prefer the audiobook of Six of Crows than I do to the audiobook of Crooked Kingdom Mm. which Mm. is a little unfortunate but It is what it is. They made some cast changes. They made some, (laughs) I guess, directing changes. I'm assuming there are directors for audiobooks. Uh, And I just don't like some of the decisions that were made for (laughs) Perfect Kingdom. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say about Six of Crows because I feel like everybody has read it, but I know that that's not true. So if you are listening to this podcast and you are like me and you have never read Six of Crows before, um, my very quick... Uh, I guess, hook to get you to read it is that this is a found family um, heist fantasy book. It takes place in the Grisha verse of Lee Bardugo. So um, you don't necessarily have to have read Shadow and Bone before reading Six of Crows. I do think that because I did, I had an understanding of the world and of the magic system that is there. So if Six of Crows is going to be your introduction into the world, then just know there isn't a whole lot of, like, exposition world building that happens. Because Lee has already done that in the three... She does it across the trilogy of Shadow and Bone. Um, So... I I have heard a couple people say Six of Crows was a little bit harder for them to get into. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because they didn't read Shadow and Bone first. Mm 100%. And... Having read the Shadow and Bone trilogy first, I do prefer Six of Crows. I think you can really see the growth in her writing. I have said that (laughs) there are a lot of things that I don't necessarily love about Shadow and Bone, but the things that I do enjoy about Shadow and Bone are Lee's writing and her composition (gasps) of the books. I think her um, ability to have a good ratio of character conversations to action to explaining and exposition is really great. So in Six of Crows, it's only high end because she has written three books and become a better writer. Um, And I think I'm gonna leave it at that because I actually didn't know a whole lot going into Six of Crows, even though I've had people up my butthole for three years telling me to read it. Um, I really only knew the characters' names that was it I like kind of knew right. it was about a heist but even that was something new that I knew about it um which kind of made it a lot of fun for me so yeah
0: that's all I'm going to say which feels like a lot <laughs> as someone who read Six of Crows before reading the Shadow yeah. and Bone trilogy I would highly recommend just reading the trilogy first because lee gives very little information on specifically on the grisha yeah like right. she is expecting that you know the the classification and how it's broken down and how the magic system works and for me reading six of crows that was the most confusing i'm like what is this because yeah. there's major plot points that revolve around you having a, a knowledge of who the grisha are and how their magic works yeah um <clears throat> yeah speaking of a uh, one miss lee bardugo uh, my mm. current read is King of Scars, Hallelujah. Oh. which is the, what is it, the seventh? I don't seventh. know. She's got a couple, she's got that novella, not novella, like info book, The Lives of Saints. I don't know yeah. if you count that. It's like
2: the, it's technically, it. I guess it's technically the prequel to Shadow and Bone. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's like all of the Technically. <laughs>
2: mm. It's the book that Alina reads.
1: Yeah. Yes. I have it. in Shadow and Bone. Mm.
0: It's really beautiful. I just will never buy it because that sounds like homework and I don't want to. I got the the audio. That's fair. Um, But King of Scars follows two perspectives, basically, two different storylines. So the first part. I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's split into two parts. Mm -hmm. So the first part follows. Is this a spoiler if I just say the two character names? No. The first part of the book follows Nina. Mm hmm. And the second part of the book follows Nikolai.
1: And Zoya. So, like,
0: my two favorite characters, plus Zoya. Mm-hmm. How, How
2: did Zoya. I not know <laughs> that I didn't, a big POV was Nina? No, literally,
0: I uh, didn't know either. Wait until you get to the end of Crooked Kingdom, and it'll make marginally more sense why. Yeah. Um, All right. But it... I'm only a few chapters in, so I'm not super far into it. I've been putting off reading it, because if... If you know, you know. And, like, I I just needed time away. I needed yeah. time away to recollect myself. And yeah. now I'm back and I'm excited. Because Rule of Wolves comes out later this month. Like, what, in a less than a week? Yeah. Two weeks, maybe? <laughs> uh, it comes out soon anyway. So I want to get Rule of Wolves within a reasonable amount of time of it being released. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm making my way through King of Scars. If, for no other reason, you buy King of Scars... Do it because the book is so dang beautiful. Oh, my God. It's stunning. Stunning. The cover, like, the dust jacket is beautiful, but Lee, she really said, no, no, no. You've been through enough as a fandom. Here, have some gold foil, like, on on the actual Do
1: the most. And it's not even just, like, a little bit. It's, like, a lot.
0: And it's yeah. not even a special edition. It is just like for me, it's I'm like the book. Yeah. I'm like this is what we need more of. Like as yeah. a reader, like yes. someone who can't afford to always or mm. really rarely ever get the special editions, I think I have one special edition book I talked about on the, can bookish confessions. Mm-hmm. Um, It makes me feel so special to have a book that has the pretty foiling as someone who can't afford to get the fancy books. I'm Mm -hmm. like, it makes me feel like special and it makes me so happy, which is so superficial. I understand, but Mm it's, it's exciting. And Rule of Wolves is also going to have silver foiling on it and it's beautiful. So So I'm very excited. excited. Mm -hmm. It makes you want to display them on your shelves. You're like, I'm pretty. And like, I'm, I'm excited to get into the book i already like i started it and i'm getting to the point like (sighs) lee's writing is so magnetic that you just get Mm -hmm. started and you have a hard time stopping which is yeah it's so special she has a way of just propelling the story forward even in slower chapters you're like i just uh, yeah it's so magic ah i love it i love it
1: Yeah. yeah um I find like with Lee's writing, like her books are like the easiest to get through. Like it's like yeah. a day to mm-hmm. like 3 days. I'm like 3 days is like the maximum yeah. like I'm flying through those books. So yeah.
2: Yeah. Can I just say Carly before you go? Mm-hmm. Um cuz I didn't touch on this in my thing of Six of Crows, but if you are going to read Six of Crows, it is and we did say this in the star ratings, it is very violent. Um there, there was a big moment in the book where I was not prepared for the, like, level of violence. And I have read adult fantasy. I have watched movies that are quite gory. Uh, and I don't know if it's because I was listening to the audiobook, but I was driving my car. And my jaw hit the floor. And I was, like, trying to park my car in a parking lot. And I was, like, shaking. It it was oh, very, very graphic. So it I would definitely recommend checking out the trigger warnings. You can feel free to DM us if you are concerned about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Or you can DM me on my Instagram. I'm more than happy to let you know what happens and kind of like how detailed it gets. Um, I know for some people mm-hmm. that's not necessarily a problem, but for others it might be. Uh, so I did just want to put that out there. Uh, and I would say Crooked Kingdom is also... Heavily violent. Yeah. Uh, so if you are heading into these books, they are technically YA. They are classed as YA because these characters are 16, 17, 18. Um, mm-hmm. But the violence level is very
0: high.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah they're like mini adults. Truly. Yeah, they're running full businesses, <laughs> they have full time jobs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of full time jobs, they do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've been very busy the last little bit. Um, I got hired back at my little bookstore. Um, um, I'm very happy about that. Uh, so I'm three days there, three days at my old but new job. Um, so I'm a very busy woman now. Um, so I haven't had a lot of time to read. But um, Miss Moon Girl Reads, Celine, on Book Talk. she made a video about this book and i've been eyeing this book up for a little bit and then she made this book and i was like i have to i have to get the audiobook so i just got the audiobook last night literally like 30 seconds in so i couldn't tell you a lot about it <laughs> so far but i'm gonna uh read the little synopsis <laughs> thing about it because it's just so it's last night at the telegraph club by mm-hmm. um melinda low mm-hmm. uh so 17 year old lily Who is Can't remember exactly when the question took root, but the answer was in full bloom, the moment she and Kathleen Miller walked under the flashing neon sign of a lesbian bar called the Telegraph Club.
0: Women.
1: Women. America in 1954 is not a safe place for two girls to fall in love, especially not in Chinatown. Red scare paranoia threatens everyone, including Chinese Americans like Lily. With deportation looming over her father, despite his hard-won citizenship, Lily and Lily and Kath risk everything to let their love see the day of light. Um, I'm, I don't really know. Like, that doesn't give us a lot about it, but, like, I love it. I love everything about just that little description. Um, and it Mm -hmm. has a very high, very, 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 very high rating, um, so far on Goodreads. It's newly published, I believe. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. I'm just really excited to read it. Um it sounds great and it's f- about a lesbian bar called the Telegraph Club and two women who love each other. So I'm very excited. I'm very excited to read it. Um yeah. That
0: is my heck current yeah. read. Um heck yeah. Look at us go. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> uh if you we did it. If you <laughs> if you made it to the end of this uh this hilarious Way. hilarious uh, podcast go to our latest instagram post and comment a just one single star mm. just one single
1: star one star
0: one star Yes. Yeah. uh and let us know what your favorite five-star read is
1: yes
2: yes yes because we want to know we want to know uh Thank you so much for listening to this episode. You can catch us every Wednesday on all podcast platforms. We would love you so, so, so much if you went ahead and left us a review or rated us on the podcast platform that you listen on. And you can go ahead and follow us on our Instagram. So you can go leave us that star. If you aren't following us already, we are at Books on the Brain Pod. And you can go ahead and follow us on our personal accounts i am at deirdre rose morgan on instagram and tiktok
0: i'm at d.j.books on tiktok
1: and on instagram and i am at carly Rakashi on instagram and at library of carly on tiktok thank you so much for
2: listening we hope you liked this episode and we'll chat to you in the next one bye bye friends